Hello guys. I'm back. Welcome to another episode. This is Melissa. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening to me um, talk about all of the things I'm discovering about myself and all of the kind of strange bumps in the road and things that I'm experiencing. And um, I've heard from a couple of you um, that you've been listening and that it's really relatable and helpful. And that makes me so incredibly happy to hear that, um, you know, if I could even help one person feel like they're not alone, that it makes it all worth it. So thank you to whoever has reached out to me and anyone I welcome you to email me or reach out to me on Instagram or whatever you're comfortable with if you feel the desire to do that. I like connecting with people in that way over a common shared thing, which in this case would be autism. And what I want to talk about today is autism diagnosis. As far as like the decision to get officially diagnosed versus self-diagnosis. Um, so self-diagnosis is 100% valid. And I feel like most people, at least most people within the autism community would say that, um, just because I know that, um, I guess like someone who relates so heavily to all of the autism traits, like, okay, so let me, let me think of a better way to say this. I guess like from my perspective, my own point of view, um, I feel like there is no way, no possible way that I could relate so heavily to so many autistic people that I've heard speak, so many autistic stories, so many of the autistic traits, um, so many of the autistic experiences. Um, there's no way I would relate so deeply to all of that if I weren't autistic, right? But for me, I believe that there are two reasons that I feel like I need a professional diagnosis. I need someone to hand me a piece of paper that says, here you go. You checked all the boxes. You're autistic. I don't know if they actually hand you a piece of paper. That's what I have. That's what I envision in my mind. Um, so I want that. I need that. And part of the reason I think is because I admittedly have a lot of internalized ableism. You know, I was raised, I grew up in the 80s and 90s and autism wasn't talked about except when it was um, like looking at someone like the Rain Man character in the movie Rain Man. Um, it was, it was almost like 
pathologized. It was like, this is something that's severe. This is something that, um, I'm not saying it's not severe, but you know what I mean? This is something that like someone that has autism, that is autistic, however you want to say it, needs, like they can't function on their own, basically. Everyone shown to me has been like high, high level of support, right? That's what we saw for so long in the media was like all of these people who um, who were autistic in a very, I want to say like obvious way. Outwardly, you could see like you could know you know um masking was never talked about um the fact that girls are included in this population where it was never talked about this for so long especially when I was growing up was viewed as a boy's disease this happened to young boys only you know so um as much as I've learned now over the past several, several months that I've been on this journey and researching and just learning everything I can about autism. Um, despite that, I still sometimes have this notion in my head that there's no way I could be autistic. Sometimes I'll just be like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. Like, there's no way you could be autistic because look how far you've made it. You're 41. You've been to college. You have two kids. You've had two failed marriages. <laughs> okay, so that part I didn't do too well on. Um, but, you know, I've, I've made it through life. Um, but uh, as you all know, those of you who are listening, it is perfectly... Like someone with autism is able to make it through life. There, there are ways to make it, and, and I've done that, but there are times when I just can't believe it, like I can't believe it, even though in my heart I'm like, this is it, this is everything, this is me, um, I have those moments, so there's that, there's the internalized ableism, and there's me just like not believing myself, um, but I also think going through life as an autistic person, um, you, and I don't know, I, I have a feeling this has happened to other people. I've, I've heard other autistic people talk about this, and I know I've had this experience of having your feelings and reactions to things um, belittled or told they're not real or told you're overreacting. Um, I've been told my whole life that I'm, I'm too sensitive I'm overreacting. I'm making too big of a deal of this certain thing. Um, people asking me, you know, like, why do you do that? Why can't you get over it? Why, you know, all of these things um, that make you feel like the things that you're feeling and experiencing aren't real. That somehow in your mind, you've got it mixed up and you've got it wrong. And I think after 41 years of that, I can't trust myself, you know, even though like in the core of my being, I know this is who I am. There's still all those little voices being like, 
mm, are you overreacting? You know, you tend to overreact. You know, you tend to be just very sensitive. Maybe this is one of those times where you've um, just gotten very interested in something. That's another thing. I'm like, am I just interested? I'm just like researching the crap out of this because I'm, you know, but that, that's an autistic trait in and of itself is just getting so immersed in something that you cannot stop doing it or learning about it or thinking about it. Um, but yeah, those, those are the reasons, those two reasons, my internalized ableism and basically a whole lifetime of gaslighting, not intentional most of the time, probably almost all of the time by people around me who love me, but just didn't understand me and the way my brain worked. So I'm not blaming anyone. Um, mostly, I think there were some malicious people in my life who took advantage of me or saw that I was a person who could be easily, like, manipulated emotionally or taken advantage of, um, so to those people, um, middle finger, but, like, to the rest of the people in my life, people just didn't understand, so I don't think people were intentionally gaslighting me, but I think inadvertently, in a roundabout way, it was happening, and it was happening, it was happening over and over and over, and that's made it, so I've just lost the ability to, to trust myself, trust the way I'm feeling is real. And, uh, so yeah, those are the reasons that I decided to seek a diagnosis. I am personally going through a place called GRASP. It's G-R-A-S-P. And I believe their website is grasp.org. And I can put that in the show notes. Um, because another reason why a lot of people don't get diagnosed there's a few reasons, but I feel like the top two reasons are, for one, in the United States especially, um, you have to pay out of pocket for an autism diagnosis if you're an adult. So those can be very expensive. I know when I was looking, it was like, I feel like the cheapest one I could find was like $2,000. Most of them were three or four thousand dollars to get an appointment, an assessment appointment. Um, so there's that. There's the financial end of it. I think in the UK and overseas it is covered, but you have to wait. I think a lot of people that I've heard talk about it overseas, um, that they wait like years. They get on a waiting list and they wait like years. So I mean, they get it for their there for free, I believe. If you're in the UK, let me know if I'm wrong. But um, but then there's the whole waiting period aspect. But the other part of it is finding a provider who's competent to diagnose an older adult or an adult at all, and especially like someone who's presenting in an atypical way, which typically females do, but I know a lot of men who do too, who don't, their autism doesn't present in the traditionally viewed way. Um, you know, I've heard many horror stories from people saying that, you know, they paid for this diagnostic appointment or they waited years for it and they were told that like right off the bat, oh no, you can't be autistic, you made eye contact too well and you you seem like you have imagination so you can't be autistic autistic people don't have a good imagination or just something you know crazy like that where you're like what 
No, there are many, many highly imaginative autistic people. I am one of them. Like, all of these stereotypes about autism that these providers um, have been taught, many of them, that can hinder people from getting the correct diagnosis, and I'm sure it's so frustrating, um, I'm nervous going into my appointment because of that. I'm like, are they going to see everything that I see? Are they going to believe me? Are they going to be able to, um, you know, sort out what I'm saying for what it is? Um, this place does specialize in diagnosing adults and is familiar with, um, the different presentations of autism, it says so right on their website. So that made me feel a lot better about going there because it seems like they're experienced and they know a lot about autism and how it can present differently in different people. So that makes me feel a lot better about it. I'm really excited for my appointment. Actually, I'm kind of nervous, but I'm mostly excited just because I'm just ready. I'm ready to like check that box. It feels like um, it just feels like a necessity to me. Um, but all the love to people out there who, um, either can't get a diagnosis and are self-diagnosed because of that, or just don't feel the need to, which good for you. Like, I'm, I'm glad that you can have that confidence to just know yourself and be able to own that. And I think that's awesome um, because this isn't something that someone chooses to just put on as like a fake thing. I don't believe that anyone would claim to be autistic, especially if they're not trying to get anything out of it. Like, I don't know. I feel like the only thing you could really, I don't know what you could get out of it. Maybe some people get to go on like disability. I don't think that's a thing that's like, um that's like an incentive, really, like, to, I, I don't know, like, I don't know why someone would fake this or would claim to have autism when they didn't, it's not like a shiny thing to have, it's not something that people look at and, like, marvel at, it's more, there's more stigma to it than anything, unfortunately, still, like, a lot of people don't even choose to disclose because of the fear of being labeled or viewed a certain way because a lot of society still doesn't understand autism and they may have preconceived notions and they may think certain things about you if you tell them that they're that you're autistic um a lot of people you know think that autism comes along with like always with developmental disabilities or um intellectual disabilities which sometimes it does um but other times it doesn't and like I just don't think people are aware of like the broad, broad spectrum of things, even though it's called the autism spectrum. I think people just don't, <laughs> they don't really think of it as a, as a spectrum. I think they think of it as a spectrum to a point, but not, not maybe they don't have a broad enough spectrum in mind. So, um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. That's my kind of rambling, hopefully making sense of things thoughts on this I I wanted to to jump on and talk a little bit about this because I've been talking a little bit here and there about my appointment that's coming up 
but also I haven't had my appointment yet and I still label myself as autistic. I still say I'm autistic because I am. I am. I know I am. Um, I don't need an appointment to tell me that, but I want the appointment. I want it. And maybe I do need it a little bit, if we're being honest. need that reassurance. So anyway, if you want to tell me about your stuff, you can do that. You can email me if you want. I want to talk to other autistic people. Um, I'll put my email in the show notes, along with my Instagram handle. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say. So I'm going to let you go for this time. Wrap it up. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.